Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 4. This music really makes you feel so happy, oh, doesn't man, it? Man, except that the content of the episode is complete and utter terror. <laughs> so is is this the first one where there's no more no. no. So the next episode, episode 17, Easy Target. Yeah. And we'll talk about it again when we when we record that one, but episode like that's, 17 of episode season 17 four. is the last according to what I read, it is the last episode that utilized the voiceover narration. Interesting cuz they for the most part it's been there, but there have been a handful that it has not like this one. Right. A couple of them, but I. And it's funny because I, I feel like we're wasting this on this episode because we could be talking about it in the next one. But um, no, you know what? We'll save that conversation for episode seventeen. Okay. Um, well, not episode seven. Or yeah. Wow. <laughs> now you're in trouble because you did that. I didn't do it. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I am your host Dave Champa. I'm your other host Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode eighty. Today, Greg and I will be discussing season four, episode sixteen, "Brainwashed." Now, brainwashed. So this is one of those nights that Greg and I have decided to triple up on the recordings for scheduling purposes. So mm. we're recording three episodes tonight. I am. Ne- we've now moved into the Allagash. Um, mm. The last episode you heard, uh, which was episode fifteen, uh, the Invisible Killer. We were on the rising tide. Now we've moved into the Allagash. Things are going to get punchy. Poochie, I think for for a good for a good chunk of the episode. Goonagoot, uh, poochie. You know um, what though, Greg? That would have been a really great thing to do, and it might be a little late in the season. What? But we should have picked an episode every season at random uh-huh. and just gotten completely blasted <laughs> trying to record. <laughs> I just, I think that would have made some really good podcasts. It would have been excellent. I know. I some other we time. Still can we've got three seasons. There's plenty of time. What if we take our experiences with recording uh, the 1440 and binge the last season? So just binge all 13 episodes in one sitting? Yeah. Fine. Let's just do like an 8 like an eight a.m. to 8 p.m. and just yeah. sit there and just do the entire thing. We could totally do it. Watch, record, watch, record, watch, record. Or or I don't, we wouldn't, we'd wouldn't. we have to watch them all first if we wanted to get it done. And- my, my thing about that would be if we, di- if we did that... I think it would be better is if we watched and recorded. We did it like in two weekend chunks, so we did like six at a time. So like we would watch the first six on one Saturday and be like twelve hours, like watch, record, watch, record, yeah, for the first six, and then come back the following Saturday and do the same thing for the next six. Okay, and then for the series finale, the final episode, just get completely blasted for episode thirteen, <laughs> and just lose our minds, <laughs> crying and sobbing until we realize that there's actually two more episodes left after that with the TV movies. <laughs> right. But whatever. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just pre-planning. If you guys want to see that or hear that, actually, because you can't see us, if you guys want to hear that, <laughs> let us know, because we'd be happy to uh, 
we'd be happy to oblige you. <laughs> I suppose we'll certainly do it. Um, so anyway, let's uh, let's jump into the episode brainwashed. It's a it's it's a goofy episode, but it's uh, it's kind of I would hesitate to say, but I, I could I could be swayed this way. This might be Bruce McGill's finest hour. I would say so. He was so good in this episode mm-hmm. to be able to play the character that he played. He kind of like had to play Jack, but it wasn't really Jack. Mm-hmm. It was Jack like in another realm type of a thing. It was he was this could be one of his finest hours and I know that he's in this episode and he's in the season 4 finale and I only think we get Jack for like four more episodes. That's such a shame. For the rest of the series. They I like, really they, want more Jack. They blew him in the entire third season. They did blow him pretty hard. <laughs> like I think what they do like 13 episodes They did. He was almost back to back. The thing is though like we've been complaining about how Jack has been very one note. You know like mm-hmm. it's always the same shit. He's always getting the trouble and MacGyver's bailing him out. Right. And it's always the same dumb stuff. Um, but this one was entirely different. Like here, Jack gets in trouble, but not maybe he got in trouble because of something he did. But it's kind of not his fault, right? Like none of it. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I, I just it was really good, really good Jack stuff in here. So so let's go ahead and we'll jump into it. Um, we're gonna be uh, Greg and I are eating. Um, oh no, he's gonna dump the whole well, bag. The bag ripped. And I, <laughs> the I can't bag of Halloween candy just ripped. <laughs> All right, so let's <laughs> start it off here. Here we go. So we we open on MacGyver and this woman. Her name is Hendrix. She's a State Department representative, and she's sort of having a panic attack because, like, Pete hasn't arrived at this this big moment. And so what they're waiting for is they're waiting for President Dakra. And he is the president of Kimbala, which is a country in Africa. Is it really? Yes. No. I think it's a fictional country. Mm. Um, he's sort of going on this goodwill tour of the United States. And, and uh, at the moment, we meet the vice president. His name is Edward Montu. And he's sort of promoting this trade agreement. Um, he's sort of like, you know, he's kind of paving the way for the president before he arrives. Um, so the deal is is that, is that Dakru, uh, Dakra is going to present these medals to MacGyver and Jack Dalton. And apparently, Jack and MacGyver helped the country of Kambala develop a major irrigation system to help combat a severe drought. Because that's what MacGyver does. MacGyver, right. he, he designs irrigation systems. He uh, repurposes old nuclear weapons. He... He can make hand gliders out of satellite parts. Right. Um, he's, he can, he's an all-around, just, you know, good guy. But I love that they refer to it as a major irrigation system, which basically means that whatever he did literally provided water for the entire country. Yes. <laughs> right. He and Jack. It's like, <laughs> cool. So because of that, the president wants to like give them these like medals, which is apparently like a huge honor for non-citizens to be awarded these medals mm-hmm. uh, by the president of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you notice how so the helicopters landing and they all line up to meet the meet the president. But you yeah. notice how Mac was dressed. Oh yeah, like yeah. the only thing different about Mac is that he had like a a call. I don't know what the style of shirt is. It's like a collarless shirt. Yeah, buttoned know? all the way to the top. All the way to the top. But then his usual kind of white tennis shoes or sneakers, his leather jacket, and his kind of baggy, ill-fitting pants. Right. And at this point, like, Pete has shown up, and he's apparently he's late. And so, like the like I was saying, this, this, the State Department representative, her name is Hendricks, she's like, 
freaking out because Pete's late. They're like, how could he be late? He's supposed to meet the president of the country. So Pete finally arrives, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, I actually I decided to take the weekend off to go fishing and relax. Because I made all these preparations for the visit. Wait, wait, Pete, you you took you took a couple days off. He's like, yeah. He's like, it was the most beautiful thing. It was just me and the salmon. It was beautiful. Okay. And so it was like that was a weird thing for Pete to say. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he kind of like apologized profusely for it. And so he meets he meets the president, and they're again due to give Jack and MacGyver these medals. And MacGyver, after President Docker has moved away and he's left. MacGyver's like, I don't fucking want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to go to this ceremony. Like, I was like, great. I'm like, don't get me wrong. MacGyver's saying, like, he's like, don't get me wrong. I'm honored to be receiving these medals for doing this. But he's like, these aren't my thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do not, this. I don't want to do this. And Monkey suits, you know, the glad handing people. Like, ah, I just don't want to do it. Right. And so Hendrix is like, listen. This is like the biggest honor in the world. Like you're a non-citizen, you're getting this huge No, you're going you're going to the ceremony and you're going to you're going to receive these medals happily. And so MacGyver just like reluctantly shrugs his shoulders like okay. fine, whatever. Right. So then we cut to our first glimpse of Jack. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't look like Jack. He's a little off. Mm-hmm. There's something not quite right. It's like this like you almost get like this like a they like rubbed Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> it's like a very foggy very, lens. Very glamour shot. And he's just like walking down this like barren hallway it's just like chairs on either side mm-hmm. there's a light down at the end and here's this voice of a woman is like calling him jack yeah but it's it's done really creepily like it's like a nightmare basically they did a delay on the voice but reversed it so it's like jack 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 yeah yeah, yeah. it's like really cool like so like the what she's saying kind of creeps in first then you actually hear it it was really cool it was very well done. So, like, Jack, he walks through these double doors, and he sees, like, off in the corner of this room is a table. Mm-hmm. And he walks over to the table, and he picks it up. He picks up a nameplate, and his name is, like, emblazoned in gold. It just says mm-hmm. Jack Dalton written right across it. And he looks down at the table next to the name card, and there's a gun on a platter. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like – he doesn't look confused. He just looks distant. There's, like, nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just – Pete Jack's just gone behind the eyes. No, there's no idea – so he looks up and he sees this figure like at a, at a podium. It's like a dummy. You can tell it's a dummy, but there's clearly supposed to be somebody there. And they're holding this glowing gold star. And it's just like glowing back. It's like glowing mm-hmm. on and off. And he hears these words. He hears the words that just says, from the bottom of my heart, I salute you. And Jack pulls the gun up and immediately shoots the figure. And the next scene we get, we get the, like an immediate cutaway. And Jack's like standing in the middle of an amusement park, mm-hmm. no shoes and socks. Mm-hmm. Like completely with a police flabbergasted officer flabbergasted as to hey, why he's there. Hey, buddy, you okay? What are you doing here? What are you doing out he's here? He's like, I don't, I have no idea. You tell me. I have no clue. Yeah, I have no idea. How did I get out here? Yeah, he's like, I don't know. Someone had a, someone called us. Said they found a man wandering around out here. He's like, is this some kind of joke? He's like, no, I really don't know. He's like, he's like barefoot, like wandering like the puddles in the right. amusement park. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have yeah. no, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Weird. And it was very weird. And I thought, that, like you were saying too, like this dream sequence was so well, it was just so well done. Very creepy. Really well crafted. Really, really kind of creepy. Um, so what we don't see, or what Jack and the police officer don't see, is that we, we see the man. His name is Tabor. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's the vice president. He's Mantu's assistant. And he's like watching from a little ways away in the amusement park. He's just kind of like. Keeping keeping an eye on what's going on. He's the vice president. No, he's the vice president's assistant. Okay, Tabor. Sure. And so yes. Montu is the vice president. There's a lot of names again, Greg. Yeah, I know. I can't do <laughs> names. I can't do names. Um, so he's watching them, and Jack kind of calls in MacGyver 
here and he's like you got to help get you got to just c- come get me you got Mac you just got you got to come get me basically because the cop asked Jack if he has any family and the only person he can think of is he's like my friend MacGyver I'm staying with him of course he is of course he's staying with MacGyver absolutely party on the houseboat Jack and Mac so yeah so they go back to the houseboat and before they get there uh Tabor gets there first and he plants a bug in the worst spot like, like on the back of a of, of a picture that macgyver has like a, on, on a desktop picture so you, you can actually see the back side of it right and, and it's a bug it's not very it's like the size no. of your fingernail yeah so it's noticeable right there it's like okay and he whatever. like plants it like just barely behind the act the stand that holds the picture up yeah it's like the word like really dude yeah right right it's pretty yeah pretty funny but anyway um, Mac and Jack arrive, and Tabor realizes he's got to sneak out. So he hears them opening the front door, and he runs out the back of the houseboat just onto the deck, though. He's trapped on the deck. Right. And then he just sits there and waits. Yeah. And M- MacGyver, it's... Dave, if if I got a phone call fr- through the police via, like on your behalf yes, saying that they found you in the middle of a, a parking lot in the dark with no shoes on... I would be really concerned. Yes. MacGyver doesn't... And vice versa. Right. (laughs) Like, MacGyver doesn't quite seem to give Jack credit. Right. Jack has no idea what's happening. MacGyver's kind of accusatory. He's like, what are you doing? What's wrong? Right. Like, he doesn't have really any interest. He's almost like, Jack, just go to bed. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess Jack's put him through an awful lot. Sure, for the last four and a half years. Absolutely. But that's just weird. Right. And the MacGyver doesn't seem to care. No, he doesn't. He's just pissed. This whole scene, he's completely pissed. And he's as he's asking Jack, he's like, "Where the hell have you been? What have you been doing the last couple of days?" And so at this point, so Jack's like, "Listen, I've I met a beautiful woman. I've been out with this beautiful woman for the last couple of days, but uh-huh. I never learned her name." Okay. Oh, that's, that's great. That sounds about right for you, Jack. I, I'm going to bed. <clears throat> he's wait, like, but wait, wait, wait. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> go ahead. He's like, wait, 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 what do you mean you're going to bed? I'm going to bed. He's like, no, 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 you can't leave me down here alone. Why not? He says, well, if I get up in the middle of the night and I wander off. <laughs> yeah, because we are in a houseboat. Right. I could walk off and drown. I could I could wake up. I, what did he say? I could wake up. I could wake up. What the hell did he say? He said oh, something shit. funny, like, I could wake up floating in the water. Yeah. Or I could not wake up at the bottom of the ocean right. or something. And Mac's like, <sighs> he's like huffing. He's like, fine. He's like. You sleep upstairs, Jack. I will sleep on the couch. That way, if you have to get up in the middle of the night, I will hear you and I will stop you. Right. Right? Okay? Fine. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. But the thing is, like, and then MacGyver lies down on the couch with his leather jacket on and yeah. immediately starts to go to sleep. Yeah. Like, wait, but you, no no bed? Like, no clothes? You're leaving your jacket and your yeah, shoes on? Maybe he's just getting himself ready, but he had to take his shoes off to sleep right. in his leather coat. Okay, sure, yes, because that's comfortable. So... We get to we cut to Tabor and he and he's call he calls Mantu and and Mantu's wife Edith and he's like, yeah guys I got a problem here. Uh, Jack got away from me at the amusement park. Um, not sure really how to get him back. Yeah. <laughs> and so Edith and Mantu are like, well we'll just go ahead and keep an eye on this MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mantu's like, well listen I think he might be able to uncover this plan. Like he's a pretty smart dude. Right. Like MacGyver might be the kind of like he might be the kind of guy that could crack this. Yeah, and Mantu and figure out said, what we're trying to do. He said something to the effect of I had to go out the back of the houseboat and wait 3 hours until they all went to sleep. 
Like, and no then, one looked out in the back. It's right. like, creepy dude just sitting on the back of the houseboat. Come and, on. And I'm thinking, well, maybe <laughs> did he jump off the side? Like, because the houseboat is docked up against the, the pier there. Could he climb up on one side, or did he have to go back through the house? That's what I'm thinking. Like, or did he scale the side of the houseboat? Like, I don't he, know. Clearly, he's not wet, so it's not like he, like, right. jumped off the side. So I'm going to say he probably meant that he went back through the house to get out. Yeah. <laughs> fine whatever and so so edith is like listen i know that th- this plan will succeed i promise you like this is going to happen and and within 24 hours my husband will be the new president of kimbala guaranteed sure and okay. she was like as soon as the president reads this line from the bottom of my heart i salute you he'll be dead and right. my husband will assume the presidency right makes um, sense okay. so at this point i'm like okay so i mean i kind of picked up i was like all right so clearly that's the trigger for Jack to kill the president. So like, also what I liked about this is that right now we know the entire plot. Why Jack was brainwashed, who did it, right. and for what purpose. Right. And it's all right there. And now we just have to watch MacGyver figure it out. Right. Which I think is kind of fun. We I know thought the whole it was thing. great. Yeah. I thought it was great. Absolutely. So uh, the next morning we... Well, we don't know it's the next morning yet. So we cut back and we see Jack and he's back in that same hallway. And this woman is, is calling to him. And this is creepy. So he goes in there, and he, he walks through the double doors into the dining room. But instead of a table, he sees a coffin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. MacGyver's standing at the edge of the coffin. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Pete. Pete's like, or uh, not Pete. Um, Jack goes up to MacGyver, and he goes, MacGyver, what are you doing here? Who's, who's, who's this? What happened? What happened? You killed him, Jack. And then MacGyver just, like, walks away. Creepily, like backs, kind of backs up, and then walks off into the darkness and vanishes. And Jack's like, "What do you mean I kill? Who did I kill?" And he looks down, and it's friggin' Pete. And it look, he looked dead in the coffin, like this great dead makeup. And then Pete like opens his eyes and just shifts his head like creepily up towards Jack. And Jack snaps out of it, and he's like, just freaks like, out. Ah! It was so creepy. It was yeah, because like, Pete, dead Pete, Pete looked a, creepy. Whoa, and then, it was and then he he kind of broke the fourth wall, not really, but like he looked right at the camera. Mm-hmm. It's like when he woke up and it freaked Jack out, and Jack snapped out of it, and then immediately woke up and and um, woke up or was like wandering around in the, the, in the houseboat, right? And MacGyver woke up and saw Jack. It's like Jack, Jack, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, and Jack's like, I don't know, Mac. I think I'm losing my mind. I yeah. think I'm losing my mind. And MacGyver gets up and goes to goes to the fridge and starts to get some get a get a pitcher of like juice or something because MacGyver's got juice in the fridge. That's of course he, he does. He's starting to and, make Jack breakfast, and Jack's still standing there. And MacGyver goes to pour the juice, and on the on the 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 pitcher is like a star. And Jack's like, "Huh?" He's looking at it, and then MacGyver's like, "What's up, Jack?" He's like, "I don't know." And then Jack looks down at his hands, and he has a gun. He has the, yeah. the same gun he's been using. It's so intense, this and whole he's like, scene. And then MacGyver's like, Jack? And and Jack just lifts up the gun and shoots right at MacGyver, and the pitcher explodes, and then it cuts. And Jack wakes up again. Drenched, this time completely drenched in sweat. It was unreal. This is uh, the, was... the double fake, like the fake wake-up. It was great. It was so good, and he's like, he's back. He's he's again, he's, he's downstairs, and he's got his hand out, like in the shape of a gun, but he, the gun's not there. And but he's dressed actually in pajamas. He actually is wearing pajamas this time, right? Um, and he's like MacGyver, and MacGyver is still on the couch for real, but wakes up. And Jack like kneels down right next to him. He's like, Mac, are you real? Is this for real? Right. Am I really here right now? And Mac's like, Ooh. What are you talking about? And Jack just starts like self-talking. He's like. 
think I'm losing my mind. I really think I'm starting to lose my mind. Like I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Oh, it was so, it was just such a and such an effective scene. It was great. And this is where MacGyver realizes that Jack has got a major problem. Yeah. He's like, okay, so this is real. Yeah. This is real. Probably shouldn't have let him go to sleep. Yeah. Probably probably should have gone to a probably hospital. Probably should have taken him in to see someone. And so yeah. he does he actually does just that in the in, in the next scene we see them. So we cut back from commercial and we get back to uh the Tabor and he, he's listening he's listening to MacGyver and MacGyver's on the phone. Because Tabor bugged his house. Tabor, Christ, yeah, because Tabor had bugged this him is behind the This is the, the second frame. time that MacGyver's house has been bugged. Right. Who bugged him the first time? It was um uh the um uh the girl, um, Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. Yeah. Oh Remember? yes, that's right. Yes, okay. Yeah, it was Deborah that bugged her. So bugged him. he's like in his car and he's listening, and MacGyver's on the phone with with a psychiatrist for the Phoenix Foundation, and he's making an appointment for Jack. And the name is her name is Doctor Beatty, and he's like, "You're gonna go, Beatty, Beatty, Beatty." Yeah, he's like, "You're gonna meet with her. We're gonna try to figure out what the hell's going on with and, you." And Jack's like, "Mac, don't tell anybody. I don't. I, I don't want to say that I went to a shrink. Yeah, don't tell anyone I went to he's a like, shrink. All right, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's just a therapist. It's fine. Don't. There's nothing to be worried about. Right. Um. So Tabor calls Edith, and he's like, "Uh, so our our old our friend MacGyver." Has made an appointment with a psychologist or psychiatrist. Like we're just trying to fix fix Jack and Edith's Like it's fine. I wouldn't really worry about that. Mm-hmm. Mantu, um, after they hang up the phone, Mantu starts talking to his wife to Edith, and he's like, "Listen, I'm really concerned that the foundation's like going to uncover this whole plan. Right. Like this isn't going to work." And Edith's like, "Don't worry about it because if they if they end up fixing Jack, he's not the only puppet on our string." It's like oh. Ooh. So they've got a second. So oh, the, snap. So there's a second puppet out there. Oh, snap. And so we're left thinking, and I have to tell you, caught me by surprise when this reveal was made as to who the second puppet was, and we don't find out until like almost at the very end of the episode. Yeah, it was great. Um, so Jack gets ready to leave for his appointment, and he's walking out, and he sees these two fishermen are just like shooting the shit outside like right before they get ready to go out. And- but, yeah, so MacGyver and Mac leave, leave, start leaving the houseboat. Max phone rings. It's like Jack, just wait a second. I'm gonna go and check on what this phone call is. So Jack wanders off, right, and uh, starts listening on this this fisherman's conversation. Yeah, and so one of the fishermen's just like he's just like they're they're chatting, and he goes, and you know, what? and you catch the end of the conversation, and the only thing you hear the fisherman say to his the fisherman goes, and you know, what I said to him, I said, son, I said, from the bottom of my heart, I salute you. Mm-hmm. And Jack, like you see, Jack immediately like straighten up, stand up and straight, he starts sta- like getting into this trance again well, yeah he starts zoning out and the fishermen just keep talking he's like you know what you can just put that bucket right on your head if you keep so many keep getting so many fish and they the fishermen are talking to each other and jack just stands there and then quietly bends down grabs the bucket and the fishermen stop and stare at jack as he dumps it on his head and wears the bucket on his head it just stands there until macgyver finally comes down and he's like jack, jack, oh jesus jack what are you doing jack, what's going on jack and he slowly lifts the bucket off his head, and he's just like staring out. His face is all drenched. Yeah. And then he kind of starts snapping out. of He's like, "MacGyver, what's up? Yeah. Oh my god, what's going on? Yeah." And he's like, "Let's, uh, Jack. Why don't we go ahead and we'll we we'll get you a change of clothes before we we head over to see Doctor Beatty." And all the right? fishermen are just like, "Oh, that was weird. <laughs> that was strange." So anyway, like I said to him, and they just start going in a big circle. He right. starts like repeating this, <laughs> and she stepped on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so MacGyver gets they get to the foundation, and Doctor Beatty. Starts to hypnotize Jack and kind of like put him under, and she tells Jack like, "Jack, I want you to describe the dream. I want you to ex- describe this. Tell me what's happening." So he describes it verbatim what he's seeing. He's like, yeah. "I'm going down a hallway. I see a table with my name on it." And and Doctor Beatty's like, "Okay, well, where are you at this point in the dream?" And Jack's like, "Oh, I'm in the moon." Yeah, and oh, MacGyver's okay. like, 
It's weird. And you can see at this point MacGyver's like writing notes down on yeah. the on the other side of the room and he's like, Oh, that was weird. Yeah. He's like, Okay, you're mm-hmm. in the moon. And so she asks, so she kinda ends the trance after she kinda gets all the information she needs from Jack and Dr. Beatty's like, Jack, what a, what have you been doing for the last couple days? And Jack's like, Oh, well I, I met the most beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes in and what can I say? It's just me and her. It's like a dream come true. Yeah. And she's like Thank you very much, Mr. Dalton. I appreciate that. And so she leaves and talks to MacGyver, and she goes, MacGyver, what you just heard right there, what he just said, he's like, that is a preconditioned response. Yeah. He's like, that is that is indicative of somebody who's brainwashed. And MacGyver's like, yeah, he said that exact same thing to me earlier. Right. And so she's like, okay, then we know that he's been brainwashed. Um, but unfortunately, she was like, we don't know what's going to put him into this trance. Like, yeah. we don't know the trigger phrase. Yeah, she's like, I can't undo it if I don't know the trigger. Right. She's like, I can't deprogram him. We need to know what the trigger phrase is going to be. And mm-hmm. Max like, I don't know. I guess we'll try to figure that out. Right. But <laughs> they don't really tell Jack. Like, they don't say that he's brainwashed, so he still doesn't know. Right. Really. I think that would send Jack into more of a tailspin right. if they told him, because then I think right. Jack would want to, like... Yeah, Jack might want to try to figure out like why am I like how are we going to fix this? Right. So basically, the, the <clears throat> MacGyver takes him with him, and they they leave. I mean, there's nothing that they can do. Right. And she's like, just keep your eye open, keep track of him, and we'll try to figure this out. Right. So they get to the reception. Like uh, this is now we're in the point where we're getting ready to. I think we're getting ready to to, exchange, to give the medals out, right? They're like kind of like not, no, they're prepping. They're, they're prepping. Not, they're getting there. No, it's like they're the banquet's getting set up, and, and everything. so Jack is like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "This is the this is the same hallway that I was in in my dream." Right. Like it looked different, but I was like, "This is very it's similar." Like, this is really really similar. And so they get into the reception hall, and um, Pete and Jack, not Pete and Jack, MacGyver and Jack go through the metal detector, mm-hmm. and the metal detector goes off immediately. But it's interesting because the the security guards right. are setting it up, so they're not they're just testing it. So MacGyver walks through nothing. Jack walks through it beeps, but no one stops him because Pete's there. He's like, yeah, that thing's just way too loud. It's way too sensitive. It keeps going off and all this stuff. Yeah, but you're like, huh? Once when Jack went through, yeah, he's like, we can't have this go off every time somebody with jewelry comes through it. He's like, we got to lower the sensitivity on this thing. We can't. Right. Do- it was great. Yeah, because you clearly know like Jack's got something on him. Right. But right, the, but it was just that point where they're trying to like get the security. So system now set. here, here's the thing where I immediately thought, okay, so MacGyver knows for a fact that Jack has been brainwashed recently. Right. Why is he still going anywhere? Why did <laughs> yeah. they take him there? Like, like I'm lock like, him up? Right. Like <clears throat> he's got to stay in a hospital. You got to keep track of this guy because we don't know what. Especially to like to, to the president of a foreign country. Right. You know why would you bring him there? It's going to cripple the trade agreements or right. whatever they're trying to do if Jack right. does what he's supposed to do. But they don't know what he's supposed to do or where or what <laughs> it is, but like he's he's got a, a wild card in him, and MacGyver has witnessed this um, this trance set in. So right. like, he's like, I can't, I can't bring you here. You would imagine that that would be something like he'd be smart enough to say like, okay, so Jack's clearly a liability. Yeah. Like until we know what he's been programmed to do. Yeah. We need to like just put him in a padded room, right? Like, or put him, lock him up somewhere. Just yeah. keep him away. No, Stinks. yeah. No. So, so, so Mantu arrives and he introduces himself to Jack and MacGyver, and he's like, "Mr. Dalton, could we speak privately? I would like to help prepare you for the president's speech." Oh, and they're like, "Oh, all right." And he goes, "Mr. Dalton, from the bottom of my heart, I salute you." 
Jack's just like Bleh. he like snaps into it, and he's like, yeah, and he just like he snaps into it, but then snaps out, and he's like, oh. and Mantu's like. Mr. Dalton, you look really sick. Maybe you should go out and get some fresh air. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I really don't feel great right now. I, I, I got to get outside and take some fresh air. And right before MacGyver had left with Hendrix, he right. tells Pete, like, Pete, keep an eye on Jack. Make sure he doesn't go anywhere or do anything. Right. So Jack, like, starts feeling sick, and he just walks out. Yeah, and Pete's like, yeah, go outside get some fresh air. Yeah, go air. ahead. You need some fresh air. That's like, fine. Oh, come on. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on, right. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool because Mantu, like, slips into this, like, really, like, droll dry monotone he's just yeah. like you look really sick mr dalton maybe you should go outside for some fresh air yeah you know what i think that's a good idea let me go outside and do that okay yeah he kind of has one of those like yeah like you just blow like he immediately turns green he's like yeah it just hit me all of a sudden it was pretty uh, cool it, it was, was pretty yeah. cool that my the, the mind control piece there um mind control pete mm, mind control pete what mm. okay um so you so yeah he uses the trigger phrase he gets jack to leave and he follows Edith and Tabor into like this private well, room. Well, he, he bumps into Edith outside. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Jack leaves to go barf outside or whatever and bumps into Edith. And she's like, Mr. Dalton, huh? What? I don't know, you lady. I got to go puke or something like that. Right. And she says, from the bottom of the heart, my heart, I salute you. And he just, Phew. do you know who I am now? Yes, I do. Right. Which is interesting because she's the president's wife of this country. Right. And she's wandering around in the hallway. With no security backups or, in the lobby. or anything like yeah, that, a little, a little suspicious. No, she's the vice president's wife, but even still, the vice—I thought she was the president. No, oh e- no, she's, you're right, you're right. But even still, like you're in correct. our country, like even the vice president and his wife still have a security detail. Right, they had no one, and they're from a foreign country. Uh huh. But yeah, she's like, "Do you recognize me now?" Yes, I do. And so, like, he has. So Edith has Jack follow her into this private room and yep. uh so we cut back to to hendrix and macgyver and they're sort of like going over a few things for the ceremony and macgyver notices jack's name right written in gold ink and hendrix is like macgyver you better pay attention to this she's like really like berating him and talking down to him and be like you got this is a very important meeting this is a very important this and that right and she's just like being all like busybody and like like right kind of disrespectful you know and macgyver just starts zoning out in general yeah. But then, like, notices that name tag. It's, right. It says Jack Dalton. It's right at the table that he and Jack are going to sit at. He's like, oh, it's written in gold. Huh. He's like, that's weird. Right. And he sits down. <clears throat> He's like, huh. And he kind of puts his hand under the table. I don't know why he looks under the table, but he yeah, does. Yeah, there was no real motive for him to look under the table, but no, he does. But he does, and he sees an empty holster that's been attached to the bottom of the table. Um, there's no gun in it, but... Um, He's like, that is really interesting. And he starts thinking. He's like, look, I'm, I'm sorry, Hendrix. I got to run. I got to go. And right. he, he runs off. And she's like, what? I felt bad for her because like this whole this whole banquet's like on her shoulders. Right. And everyone that she needs to be there is just bailing and running. I know. But <laughs> no wonder she's high strung. Maybe she right. used to go on that retreat we talked about last week. Exactly. And yeah. you said what they had found, what he found, what was under the table. Yeah, a holster. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I flaked out because i was getting halloween candy oh yeah my turn <laughs> so so he goes to try to find pete like you said and he's like he's trying to warn him because now he knows like someone someone's brainwashing him like somebody is trying to brainwash jack and i don't know if he puts it together yet but i think he has it in his head that <clears throat> someone's doing this because somebody there there's there is somebody somebody's gonna get killed and jack's gonna be behind this killing yeah um <clears throat> So or, so we cut back into a, we're in a hotel room and Jack's just sitting there complicitly and he's listening to Edith and he goes, um, so she basically, 
she reprogrammed Jack with a new trigger phrase. Mm-hmm. And she asks Jack, now when you hear this new phrase, what are you going to do? And Jack's like, I'm going to kill MacGyver. That's right. That's right. You're going to kill MacGyver. But we don't know what the phrase is. We just hear that she's like, she reprogrammed for this new phrase, and that's his new job is he's going to kill MacGyver. So we catch the, comer- the new phrase is whenever Pete says, I got to go save MacGyver. Uh. <laughs> MacGyver would be under constant threat of death. <laughs> um, so we cut to commercial and we come back. And MacGyver's like, he's trying to find Jack. He can't find him. He doesn't know where he is. He he comes back into the reception hall and he takes Pete over to the table and he looks under and he's like, Pete, I need to show you this. And he flips up the thing to show him the holster, but the holster's gone. There's nothing there. And Pete's like, well, uh, only me and Hendrix and, and a few of the security staff have been in this room. He's like, nobody could have gotten this gun out. I have no idea. There was no gun, though. He's like, nobody could have gotten the holster out. I'm sorry. I apologize. Right, yeah. right. He's like, I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. Clearly, it's been it's gone, but there's been nobody else in here aside from me and a few others. Um, so they're like, okay, well, clearly, whoever programmed Jack knows what's going on. They mm-hmm. might be on to us at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, maybe Hendrix is working with him, right? With them, and they're like, okay, well, let's just keep an eye out for it. And yeah, so- he says, let's keep it to ourselves until we know. Let's not show our hand until we get closer to the game. And Hendrix is like, is everything okay over there, guys? And they're both like, yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so I think Jack's going to murder the president. <laughs> just keep, just keep, just keep, just keep it to yourself. Up. So I'm going to go try to find Jack. Pete, you keep looking around, too. So they split up. Right. And well, they don't, well, Pete's like, yeah, I'll just stay sitting here. That's right. He's like, I'll <laughs> stay here until he ca- in case he comes back. Right. And I think Mac knows at this point, like, yeah, that's probably a good thing for you, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, go Pete. ahead and just lay low yeah, for a while. Remember how heavy you were breathing the other day? when Yeah. Lay off them donuts, Pete. So Mantu comes back to the room with the holster and he hands it to Edith. And he's like, Yep, everything's fine. He's like our 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 second the puppet, like our second guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, got it out with no problem. Nice. Nobody noticed him taking it. And Edith is like, All right, we got everything covered. When the president has been assassinated. Um he's like she's he's like, This treaty, the trade treaty will will be shattered mm-hmm. and Mantu will become the president. And we will have nothing to worry about, and we'll just skirt off, and uh, everyone will go on about their lives happy-go-lucky. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to the houseboat. I just spit chocolate all over the front of the microphone. That's okay. These pop guards are coming up. They've, they're over two years old, right? <laughs> they're awful. And they've been spat on, burped on. Like... <laughs> I farted in this one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> back to MacGyver. So back to MacGyver. So back in the houseboat, Pete calls. He's like, listen, we only have about an hour until this banquet starts. Have you found Jack yet? And he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And so Pete's like, well, why don't you, why don't you check out this, the amusement park that we found him at initially? That might be, we might be able to figure something else out there. And Max's like, well, I guess I should give it a shot. So he heads over there, and he walks in, and it's really kind of like a very atmospheric. So you get like the fogs rolling into the uh, the, uh-huh. the the amusement park, and there's like a House of Horrors building. A what? House of Horrors. It's like a fun house. But I thought I heard House of Horrors. Well, it could be. I don't then, know. And then a House of Hoarders. Then a House of Horrors. 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 So he sees this, and there's like a moon decoration on on the building. I don't know. I'm, I it was inside the moon, and that's that's what he heard. He hears Jack say that, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, well, maybe." He's like, "Well, why not?" Yeah. So he like saunters on into the house, <laughs> and you see Jack hears him come in 
and Jack starts like flipping on the machinery, uh-huh. and you hear like the funhouse music playing and things like that. Which and- I think it's funny that they took Jack back to the place that he was brainwashed, anticipating that MacGyver would search for him and go there, of course, and figure it out because it was never explicitly told where he was. Just that let's go back to where we found him. So yeah, whatever. So the machinery comes on, and Max just like getting kind of discombobulated and confused. And eventually he like falls through a trap door and yeah. ends up in like a mirror maze. Yeah. And I hate mirror mazes. They're fun. I got stuck in one once and it freaked me out because I couldn't find my way out. And I <laughs> flipped out and had a panic attack. <laughs> but anyway, so he gets out of the mirror maze and he finds a hallway Yeah, that very closely resembles the one at the reception building, which leads to the mock dining room yeah, that Jack like had described. Whole, like a, a room of replica, like a replica of the, the dining room. Right. It's awesome. So he sees the table with the seating card with Jack's name on it, and he sees the he sees the uh, the holster is fastened under the table. Mm-hmm. He sees a dummy, which has clearly been dressed up to look like President Dacra. Um, yeah. And there's a reel-to-reel tape machine in there that he presses play on, of course, and it's just that woman's voice. From the bottom of my heart, I salute you. In different intonations. From the bottom of my heart, I salute you. From the bottom of my heart, I salute you. So from the bottom of my heart, I salute you. So it just from kind of the bottom of my heart, I salute you. You. <laughs> so Jack hears that and he starts like he wanders into the room and he opens fire and he puts one bullet out at Mac and he misses and he hits the podium. Uh-huh. And MacGyver's like hiding there and he tries to use the trigger phrase. Right. To get Jack under and his control. it almost control. works. Yeah. And he says, from the bottom of my heart, I salute you, Jack. <clears throat> and he looks like Jack's about to respond. Yeah. But as soon as MacGyver like, comes out from hiding, Jack picks the gun up again and puts a bullet right in MacGyver's shoulder, which doesn't appear to do anything to MacGyver because it doesn't phase him for the rest of the episode. No, no. He, <laughs> he, he grabs his arm. He's like, ah. And you see, there's a lot of blood on his hand. He's like, ah. And then immediately starts crawling away, and that's the last of it. That's the last of it. That's it. MacGyver just absorbs bullets. Right. <laughs> so so Mac flips on the tape player again to sort of like distract Jack. And this is this is where we see this is such good acting from Bruce McGill. So Mac flips on the tape player just in time just to distract Jack enough to run back out. And he's in the mirror maze. And Jack goes after him. <clears throat> and we start seeing like these reflections of Mac. I want to talk about just something really quickly. Yeah. In in the room where Jack and Mac, God, I hate it. Jack and Mac were with the tape recorder. There were two wooden chairs with straps, like where, right. where Jack was strapped down and brainwashed. Right. Yeah, it was very. The, but, so that was that's kind of a key. I, yeah. yeah, that was good to go back to that because that was kind of a key moment there because he realized. I think that's when MacGyver realizes that there are. Well, he noticed that there were two chairs, but he didn't think much of it. He's like, I think because he gets shot in the arm. Right. So. We start seeing reflections of Mac, and he's like, all right, Jack, come on, go ahead and shoot me. Do it. Just shoot me. And so Jack turns around, he opens fire at MacGyver, and the mirror shatters in front of him. And he, you kind of see a little befuddlement on his face, and then a new MacGyver pops up. Come on, Jack, I'm right here. Shoot me. Seriously, just do it. Yeah. Fires at the mirror, and it goes off again. And then we see like like a little bit of a twitch, and his head starts shaking a little bit. He's like, God, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Again, MacGyver like, shows up behind him. He's like, come on, really? Seriously, just shoot me. Put a bullet in me. Yeah. I told you, kill me. Yeah. Puts another bullet in the mirror and like he starts like kinda like convulsing and like yeah. his head's twitching and MacGyver the real MacGyver finally steps out and Jack kinda just breaks the programming. Right. And just like snaps out of it. 
And because, I love this. Because you could see every time, he's probably shot at MacGyver seven times, hitting mirrors every single time. Right. And every time it get harder and harder to do. You could see him start fighting it, like there's something wrong, like he, I can't shoot him. Right. And it got to the point he just couldn't do it. He drops the gun and he like collapses to his knees. It was great. Yeah. It was just really well done. I thought it was really good. It was just a nice nice shift. And so Jack really does. He 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 snaps out of it and MacGyver like walks him back into the to the dining room, the uh-huh. the mock dining room, and he shows him he's like there are two chairs here. Yeah. And Jack's like so that probably means that there's more than one assassin, right? right. Or more than one brainwash. And he's asking Jack, "Do you remember were you here with anybody?" He's like, "Nope, just that lady, just that wonderful lady." And he he repeats that same line about the this wonderful weekend and the same like he uses the same terms like just right. me and this woman is just a perfect day and this and this and and yeah. Max like, "You know, Pete used that same line with me about the salmon." Yeah. What just Doing a wonderful a, weekend just, just me and the salmon. And he's like, "Huh." And it kind of clicks and he's like, "Shit." He's like, Pete's the other assassin. Yeah. Fuck. What? <laughs> yeah, and right there I'm like, damn, Pete's the other assassin? Oh, it was awesome. And Pete? Pete, and Pete has no idea what the hell's about to happen. And so That was great. At the reception, Hendrix is obviously like, she's shitting herself because Jack and MacGyver aren't there. Right. And so- uh, Literally, there is shit pouring out of her dress. <laughs> it's awful. I can't believe they left in the, the, the and, broadcast. And, and that they let her in. <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> so- so Mantu appears with like a he's got like a cloth over his nose because he can't. He's like, um, so, um, Mister Mister Thornton, could you? This really, oh guys, this really fucking smells. <laughs> Can we get her out of here? <laughs> so Mantu comes in and he's like, listen, he's like, Mister Thornton has has graciously accepted to accept the medals on Jack and MacGyver's behalf. I've taken the liberty to rewrite the president's speech. Um, in just such a case, and and it, was it was it Hendrix or Pete was like, wow, you really had that prepared already, like a brand new speech, and Mantu's yeah. like, wow, well, he's like, in politics, I've learned that uh, you always have to be prepared for every scenario. Yeah, it's great. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's it totally makes fine. sense. And then they walk off with a kind of an air of kind of aloofness about them. They're just kind of like, Boo, they kind right. of float away. And like an idiot, I didn't write down the second trigger phrase, but it's rewritten so that whenever whatever this la- this last line that Mantu or that Dakra says is Pete's trigger phrase. Right. So Dakra takes the stage and he starts speaking and he starts giving his speech and he's taking up the medals and they've got the gold stars on them and Jack and MacGyver are like desperately trying to get into the reception hall and uh, Tabor is there and he starts to, he tries to stop them but Jack like takes one of the um, the meal carts yeah and he just like slams it right into his chest yeah and knocks him over and they they end they end up getting into the getting into the dining room just as Dakra is reciting the end of the speech. With the new trigger phrase. Yeah. And you see Pete, all of a sudden his face just drops and he Whoa. pulls out a gun and he just like aims it at, at, at the president. And I thought MacGyver was going to come charging out and tackle Pete. That's what I thought. That's like, exactly what I thought no, was going to happen. He like runs in and tackles Pete. But right. that's not what happens. No. So Mac comes in, he guts on the stage, grabs the medal away from Dakra, throws it at Edith. Now Pete follows the medal to Edith. Mm-hmm. And Pete turns to shoot her, and Edith says the same trigger phrase. I think she says, "Does she say the from the bottom of my heart I salute you?" No, she says the new one. I can't remember what yeah, it was because I'm an idiot and I didn't Don't write it down. Don't shoot. She tells him not to shoot. Right. She does it very calmly. Would almost look like she was saving the day, but nope, not one bit. So she gives that trigger phrase basically to stop 
Pete from shooting, which right. basically implicates her right. for the entire plan. Right. And Pete finally drops the gun and he kind of snaps out of it. And I love this line from MacGyver because MacGyver's like, Edith, I think you just blew your right to remain silent. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what, and that's it. What a di- Boom, over. And that's right. And then we cut to commercial and we come back for for the finale. The final little <laughs> the, bit. The end of the episode. And Pete, oh, yeah. Pete has already finished. Uh, not Pete. Jack's been done. He's been deprogrammed. Yeah, like he, they're back in the office with uh, what's her name? Uh, with Doctor Beatty. With Doctor Beatty. And uh, now it's now it's Meaty Peedy and Beatty. Meaty Peedy and Doctor Beatty. <laughs> I'm writing a kid story about that. Damn Me- it. Meaty Peedy and Doctor Beatty. So they're undergoing. <laughs> they got. They're they've, they've all been deprogrammed. And Pete's like, oh my god, I can't believe that this happened. And we may talk over this last clip because there's there's a. I thought it was a pretty funny moment, and it's just real classic MacGyver stuff. So uh, let's uh, let's let's listen in here. I never want to hear the words, the respect and gratitude of my people again, as long as I live. For from the bottom of my heart, I salute you. So at this point, you see MacGyver like go into a trance, <laughs> staring like, blankly. Uh, MacGyver. MacGyver. This isn't funny, Mac. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> I love that. You, oh, you MacGyver, you really did it to me this time. So, so if you heard right there, the the phrase that Pete said was his trigger. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny that MacGyver was willing to make fun of their mental illness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume that's an illness. Maybe not. I, I mean, don't know. He was. He like. Yeah. He just like. Let's. He thought it would be funny to make light of the fact that they were both brainwashed into assassinating the president of a foreign country. <laughs> Cool. Good for you, MacGyver. Well, you know, it's a great way to get back at Jack because he's an ass. Right, exactly. I love Pete's like, ooh, you. Oh, you, oh, you MacGyver. God. You dick mouth. <laughs> but then you're wondering, okay, <clears throat> you dick mouth. <laughs> so you're wondering that, okay, so both both Jack and Pete got kidnapped. Right. How did they get kidnapped? Like, were they together? Were Seriously, they separate? Like, how Who did, they- did it? I right. mean, how did no one notice that they just vanished? They were taken to an abandoned amusement park in the basement of the Hall of Mirrors. <laughs> because <Really? laughs> Jack was living with Mac at the time, mm. and Mac is kind of like a, a bit of a busybody. He likes to know where things are. I mean, we only know that they were both they both took the weekend off to go visit other things. So Jack was going to meet this woman. Pete was going salmon fishing. That's all we know, but like... <laughs> They Little both? did they know, it was the same date. It was the same day. I was like, come on. I mean, okay, so... Overall, yes, it was a it was a silly episode. I thought it was really goofy, but the performances sort of made up for the goofiness, and it was just a ton of fun to watch this episode. Oh, indeed. Um, so I I would go a mullet for the dual brainwashing. Okay. I just thought it was cool because it was kind of like the last episode with with the two killers, where you don't find out about the second killer until near the end of the episode. Same thing here. Uh-huh. We realize near the end of the episode that there's a second assassin that's been brainwashed. So I like that. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a mullet for Jack breaking his programming in the Hall of Mirrors. On I just his thought own, he yeah. was just so freaking good. Yeah. Um, I gave Pete one mullet for his oh you moment at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. And I gave him mullet for the dream sequences. Yep. I just thought they were really well done. So I ended up at four mullets overall. Okay. And it was just, again, this episode, this season has been very consistent with the quality of the episodes, but they haven't been perfect. Yeah. They've just been really enjoyable and fun to watch. Indeed. Like, even, the, even the intensity of some of them. Indeedy Baridi. Yes, indeed. All right. Where'd you end up? So I had one mullet for brainwashing because that's always kind of fun. And I think they they did it well. They did it. It was yeah, it's kind of a hokey thing, 
but they did it in a spooky way, so it felt right. good. It was uneasy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one mullet, <clears throat> one mullet for Jack putting the bucket on his head. Oh yeah, that was fun. Which was just funny because he stood there for like five minutes. Not well, maybe not, but a couple of seconds with this bucket <laughs> on his head, dripping, uh, dripping seawater all over the place. Chum, chum. It could have been chum. <laughs> what if it was? Oh, it was like full like minnows or guppies or something. <laughs> like uh, he pulls sard- it off, and Jack's got like little minnows sardines. in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one mullet for the fun house because fun houses are creepy, and that was a creepy one. Oh yeah, um, very Scooby Doo. And one mullet for Mac pretending that he was triggered at the end after they're all better making light of a serious situation. Right. So <laughs> Mac's reaction: What? 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 <laughs> what do <did> I do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like shenanigans. Oh. <laughs> Um, so four mullets there. Okay, so yeah. we ended up both at four. Yeah, uh, we've been really. I've been looking. I was looking at the ratings earlier, and we've been very consistent. It's been staying steady at between four and five, like four and four and a half. Like we've got. I mean, we've given out a lot of fives this season. It's they've been good. I hesitate to say we're going to continue as the series gets goofier. I don't think we will. Um, Mac in the old west. Anyone? <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe we will. Who knows? I, I, I think know. we. I think we've already said it. I think we said it last episode. I think we've just begun to embrace the silliness. Yeah. Like, we've just embraced it, and we take it for what it is. Like, they're just going yeah. balls to the wall, and right. they're making it as, as just goofy as they can. And sure. It's, it's really, I think it's just really well done. Um, so, yeah. So, we both ended up at four. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was pretty happy. This was a good, good episode. Uh, you want to hear what's coming up next? Yep. All right. Next episode is season four, episode 17, Easy Target. Traveling back from a ski weekend, Pete and MacGyver encounter terrorists who plan to cripple a nearby city using electromagnetic technology. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I hope it gets goofy. I hope it gets kind of sci-fi-y. Uh, probably will. I'm sort of looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this, uh, let us know. Uh, Facebook at uh, Champ and Climb Blow Your Mind. Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14. Uh, you can email us at lettuceblowyourmind at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Champa Klein. Uh, you can also find us on our website at champacline.com where you can not only find this show, but our two other podcasts, Champ and Klein Blow Your Mind and the 1440 for your listening pleasure. Please reach out and let us know how we're doing uh, as we kind of get to the end of the series. I know we still got about two and a half seasons left. Um, we're always looking for suggestions as to what Greg and I could be doing next. Yes. Um, so send us your suggestions. I might even put a poll out there at some point uh, in the near future for for us to uh, to consider. So uh, so that's going to wrap it up this week. So for Mullets and Memories, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a fantastic week, guys. Well, and maybe it's time.